Yo. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what that sound is. Yeah. This is the Keith Battle Podcast. And I'm your host, Keith Battle. And it's a privilege to share with you each week helpful information or sometimes just share stuff with you that I'm thinking about and that I want to talk to people about. Uh, I appreciate all of you who tune in. And before I get into today's special topic and introduce our guest today, let me share a very important announcement with you. On February 14th through the 16th, 2020, that's Valentine's weekend coming up right here in Washington, D.C. My wife, Vicki, and I will be hosting an Effective Love Marriage Retreat. It's three days we're going to be spending at the beautiful new Intercontinental Hotel in Southwest Washington, D.C. on the waterfront at the wharf. It's going to be amazing. And what a great way to celebrate Valentine's by getting a weekend away with your spouse and learning ways to have a stronger and a happier marriage. A happier marriage. So if you're interested, go to Sagacity Company sagacitycompany.com forward slash retreat sagacity company that's s-a-g-a-c-i-t-y company spelled out dot com slash retreat and there you'll find all of the information again february 14th through 16th 2020 well today my special guest is psychotherapist educator and author richard cohen Richard travels all around the world teaching people about marital relations, um, communication skills, parenting skills, and human sexuality. And he also teaches people how to heal from sexual abuse. The amount of people Richard has impacted and helped to heal in his life are innumerable. I'm one of them. And he's also trained over 6,000 physicians and and psychologists and counselors and church leaders as well. Richard has been married for nearly 40 years and has three adult children. He's appeared on the the Rachel Maddow Show, the Jimmy Kimmel Live 2020, the Larry King Show, the Howard Stern Show, and many others. (laughs) He has significantly lowered his standards today. Oh, be quiet. On the Keith Battle Podcast. (laughs) Richard, thanks a million for being on today. It is my honor and pleasure, young man. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I love and appreciate you so much. Richard, yeah, I'd like to start. uh, There's a lot I want to talk to you about today, but I'd like to start with your latest book, Healing Heterosexuality, Time, Touch, and Talk. Wow. Yes. Triple T. Triple that T. title, Healing Heterosexuality. That, what do you mean when you say that? Well, Keith, we all need love. Mm-hmm. And we cannot live without it. Yeah. And so many are oversexed because we're undernourished. Mm. We don't get enough healthy touch in our daily diets which often leads us to do that which we don't want to do, such as self-sex or masturbation, porn, hooking up with others outside of married marriage when we're single or even when we're married, which mm-hmm. your book, Side Chicology, talks about. Mm-hmm. So this book, 
as you said, healing heterosexuality, time, touch, and talk is a blueprint for the healing of all humanity. It's my, my final, you know, I've written four other books, and this is a culmination of my life's work to help bring simple exercises for everyone, whatever they're, wherever they are in their lives. Wow. You know, you know, Richard will say, you know, this is kind of his curtain call book, his curtain call work. Right. And one of the reasons I know, because I've known you for years, why you do that is that many people don't know the pain that you've endured both emotionally, personally, psychologically and medically over the years. If, as you've made yourself available to lay down your life to serve God in healing human pain. Yes. Um, the pain you've carried in your body much of which I believe is the pain of others you carry because you care so much. Mm. Um, there are times, and I don't say it, Richard knows me. He knows I'm a clown and a comedian. But there are times where Richard really believes he's dying. I mean, he's under that much pain. Like, he doesn't know how much time he has left. I mean, right. Right. Time he's writing books from the emergency room. He's in <laughs> taking No, this is true. This is. I mean, he's literally, you know, you're Drug outing life. me. You're outing my my <laughs> my my hellish life, Keith. Which is true. Yeah, I mean he's he's you know he's taking pain medicine to make it through his days, and I just believe by faith that he's going to be with us for decades more to continue to pour out what God has given him. But I understand, you know, you know the urgency with which he serves and writes is because. You know, he wants to get it all out. And I think we all should try to get out everything God has put in us to deposit into this world. So I thank you for that. Even though I believe you got to be here another f at least 40 years to get me to get me to 90. You, I, you know, I got there's certain people I got to have around. And you're <laughs> one of them. You're, make, <laughs> you're making me. Well, you've made me cry, Keith. Uh, I really. uh I appreciate you so much. You and I have both traveled together in the pits of hell. Mm. And I just so admire you as a man, as a pastor, as a husband, as a father. You know, I've been mentoring so many pastors over the last 20 some odd years. I've been a psychotherapist like 33 years. And I've mentored so many men and women, as you said, around the world, and you are, and, and this is the God's honest truth, you're one of the most spectacular men and pastors and ministry leaders that I know because you face the dark nights of your soul and you were willing to dive into hell for a heavenly cause to to keep your marriage, to keep your family together. We talked about leaving a legacy, which you talk very much about inside Chicology, that marriage is not just about being happy. It's about not just doing the right thing, but being the right person. Mm -hmm. And I just love you and admire you so much because you did your work and you came out the other side and now you are blessing so many others with side chickology and with your ministry. So 
Sorry, everybody. This is a, a mutual <laughs> admiration relationship of many, many years, which has been carved out in blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, you're, you're, I appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you. Absolutely. And, and you're not going to turn this on me. I'm going to tell people why I'm inspired to do this. That's why you're on, because we both, and we're not even supposed to be talking about marriage today, but we both, we both historically have had you know, very difficult and challenging, you know, domestic relationships. Let's just put it that way. And, and, and when, and, you know, as you walk with me through my pain and misery, I never felt judged by you, yep. even when I contemplated, you know, walking away, yep. like you'd always love me, but I would always look at you and say, why'd you stay? You, you would just say without hesitation, I'm not quitting, right. I'm not quitting. Like, this is my legacy. I made a commitment. I was like, well, what are you doing? Why are you thinking I'm with me too then? Heck, I'm going to stay too. So uh, right. thank you for that. Thank you for that example. Now, before we get all mushy and get all, <laughs> let's get back to the book. So okay. if you're just tuning in, we're talking to author and psycho- psychotherapist Richard Korn today on the Keep Battle Podcast. Richard, you teach that there are basic, there are basic human needs that we all have. Right. Particularly belonging, bonding and connecting. And you've also seen in your work and research that these needs are not being met in the lives of so many people. Right. Therefore, Triple T, time, touch and talk are the solutions for meeting these very important human needs. Right. In a healthy way. Can you talk, first of all, about what many of us are doing to seek these needs out? in an unhealthy way, some of them you already mentioned, already mentioned, and then help us to understand how we can get them or even give them away in more healthier ways. Absolutely. Uh, just to mention, uh, the book again is Healing, Heterosexuality, Time, Touch and Talk. You know, years ago when Larry King was on, I had written my first book, a children's book, and I brought the book on the show, and I didn't ask the producer's permission. I wasn't that naive to do it. And I just held the book up during the interview, and then during the break, the, <laughs> the producer oh, said to me, you are, you have a career in marketing. You're extraordinary. <laughs> so, I'm unapologetic in promoting it, not for my sake, but this is really, as I said, a blueprint for healing for everyone, as you were just alluding to. So, our website is timetouchandtalk.com, timetouchandtalk.com or healingheterosexuality.com. So, why this need? You said, Keith, there's about a 50% divorce rate in this country. Worldwide, it goes from 12% up to 55% divorce rates in different countries. The U.S. has 5% of the world's population, and we consume 80% of the opioids. People mm. are medicating their pain every day. We read in the news or hear in the news another pastor, priest, politician, movie star, a Hollywood mogul is being outed for abusing or using children, adolescents, or adults. And the largest internet porn site, Pornhub, last year in 2018, get ready, fasten your seatbelt, 33 and a half billion, 33 and a half billion views. Wow. With every second, 
a man and a woman are spending $4,000 on porn every second. Mm. So, we are so horny for love. And if only the porn, if only the sexual abuse, I mean using other people, if only using meds would fill the emptiness in our holes and our souls, but it doesn't work. So, that's why this book is the antidote to the marriages messing up and the misuse of sex and trying to get love needs met in unhealthy ways. If only they work, you know, we could masturbate till the cow jumped over the moon and look at porn, but enough will never be enough with the physiological nature of addiction and the brain because we keep needing another high. So, in the book, in the time and touch and talk sections, I give practical exercises for our individual healing, for family healing, and for community healing. It's like the pearls and the diamonds and the rubies that I've collected over 40 years of my personal and professional journey. And I'm just, it's like my giving back to the world. Mm. All of these exercises, which will help everyone heal. And I want to. I want to. thank. I want to thank the entire world for doing yeah. this. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm just thinking in my own life too, as I as I hear you talk, like how much of a problem this is with me. But before I get into that, I am um, with my own lack of touch. Um, yes. And I want to talk about that in a moment. Before we get into that, let's go back for a moment. Okay. I learned from the Apostle Louis Green up years ago a statement that he said that our misery can become our ministry. Yes. And that's clearly true for you. Absolutely. What many of our listening audience today may not know is that you were personally a victim of sexual abuse at a young age. Right. And you grew up lacking healthy time, touch, and talk because of your family of origin. Can, can you tell us about your own journey of pain and healing? Sure. I'm happy to. I grew up outside of Philadelphia, Jewish family. Uh, I'm Cohen. If you could see my nose, you'd know Jewish origin. Mm. Uh, my father grew up in military school. He never knew that he was supposed to hold or touch his children. He was what I called a rageaholic. He came back from World War II. He was a formidable man. His platoon in the Marines helped put up the flag at Iwo Jima. He was about a hundred yards when they put up that flag. So, he saw his comrades dying left and right and came back from war and they did not understand post-traumatic stress disorder at the time. So, he would just, he didn't know any other emotion other than rage. And we, it's like I grew up in war. So, I was dodging his emotional bullets. My mother would cling on to me as the youngest child. And as you alluded to, when I was five, my Uncle Pete moved in about a year. He was getting a divorce. This guy is an NFL Hall of Famer. And he was the daddy I never had, Keith. He held me. He listened to me. He played with me. He loved me. And I felt this was the first human being I bonded with because my mother felt unsafe. It, when she was holding me, Keith, it was like she was taking energy out of me rather than giving. Mm, my yeah. father was just 
you know, it was like dodging his emotional bullets. And Uncle Pete was the one who spent the time with me. And what he was doing, unbeknownst to me, is grooming me, as predators do. Because one night, after many, many months of winning my heart and trust, he crawled into bed and he began to use my genitals, have me do things with his, and both physically and orally, he taught me as a five-year-old boy. And he said, don't tell anybody. This is our secret. So, can you imagine? I'm a little five-year-old. He's a huge football player. So, of course, I couldn't tell. It was too scary. And I buried those memories. That Those experiences went on about six months to a year. And I buried that memory till I was 30 years old in therapy. And then they just came back in Technicolor. And I it took years, Keith, to work through that. And it was good therapy. It was my faith in God, or shall I say God's faith in me. And it was the love of so many healthy men and women who held me through those dark nights of my soul when I had to grieve. And finally, my real healing came in the arms of, it's amazing, Uncle Pete abused me, and in the arms of my friend Peter. Hmm. He held me, Keith, and I cried. I literally heaved for hours. And then the voice of the little child came out of me saying, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. And Peter and the Holy Spirit helped me to realize, no, Richard, that was his fault as the adult using my need for love. And in that moment, Keith, it was like, I got cut. The cord was cut between me and the perpetrator, and I got out of prison. Wow. And that was like the radical beginning of my healing. And then I, you know, what I understood from that is that our unwanted behaviors, whether it be, you know, masturbating porn or affair or using drugs or alcohol, whatever we don't want to do, that which we do, that unwanted behavior is always connected to a broken heart. Hmm. And until we get down to the heart of the matter within us, we're going to keep doing those unwanted things. So, in the time section of healing heterosexuality, I give beautiful exercises how to heal our hearts and our minds both. And there's wonderful stories from people. Chantal was one woman in the book, and she was doing so much you know, sex with others. And finally, when she started doing inner child work, inner child is just another name for the unconscious. She came back into her soul, and she stopped doing that which she didn't want to do. And her life did a 180. It was transformed. So, there's so many beautiful little vignette stories in the book, and then practical exercises. And in the touch section, because you know me, Keith, touch is my passion. Mm -hmm. And I think God's brought me here to help heal the world through healthy touch. Because, again, like I said in the beginning, people, we are also oversexed because we're undernourished. And I know your background and my background, we didn't get those tactile needs met in childhood. You're, you know, I'm sure you've been very uh, uh, public about it. Your mom, who is amazing, working, you know, she was both mom and dad for you. 
working so hard. So she just didn't have the ability to just hold you and nurture you the way you needed it. And I got it in such a sick way from my mother and the real bad stuff from my dad. So that became my wound. But as you alluded to, uh, Pastor Green, you know, our wound becomes our gift if we transform it. So in the touch section, again, I show there's like tons of pictures in the book. And then what are practical ways we can institute healthy touch for ourselves and in our marriages? Like you talk about inside Shakeology, you know, more than sex, not just more than sex, but in addition to sex, we need in the marriage lots of physical intimacy. Mm. And so I give, like you're going to, I'm sure you and Vicky will teach on the uh, Valentine's beautiful weekend, is, you know, how to touch each other in healthy ways in and outside of the bedroom that's not sex per se. That's so critical. You know, you remember the movie last year, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, about the, uh, the group Queen. And Brian May, the guitarist, said, Americans are Puritans in public and perverts in private. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Public Puritans, private perverts. Why? Because we have so confounded intimacy, love, and sex. We don't know the distinction between it. So in the book, Healing Heterosexuality, Time, Touch, and Talk, I take it apart. I break it down and then give simple skills how we can do it. In fact, I, one thing I talk about is that there's 12 people in a marriage. There's not two, there's 12. And then there's two little cute pictures of a, of a guy and his wife. And it says the adult, the parent, and the child. Those are the three. So three times two is six people. Well, then there's two in each one. The adult, we have the higher self. And then we have a false self, all the masks we wear. And then we have an inner uh, parent. And we have the loving parent the nurturing parent, then we have the critical parent, which judges the heck out of ourselves and others, and then we have the child inside of us. We have the golden, beautiful, creative, spiritual child, and we have the wounded child, full of hurts and unmet needs. So, each person has six parts to them times two, which is 12. So, there's 12 people in every marriage bed. Wow. And unless wow. we figure out who's talking and who's needing and what's going on, we continuously hurt ourselves and each other. So, you know, timetouchandtalk.com is our website, and, you know, the book Healing Heterosexuality is my, like you said, it's my, God put this in my heart 22 years ago to write and release this. It was percolating, and it's born now in English and on Amazon or on, you know, the website, and it's Audible, it's uh, ebook. Uh, Kindle, it's on Barnes and Noble. Like <laughs> I heard a podcast you did the other day. You said, "Heck, I'll sell it out of my trunk too." <laughs> I listened. So uh, anyway, people can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and soon next month in December, the Spanish edition will also be released. Awesome! Awesome! awesome. Listen, yeah. Listen. So, so, so I'm gonna be honest. This whole issue that you raised about the damaging effects of touch deprivation, it yes. really hits close to home for me. 
as you said, although although I wasn't sexually abused growing up, right. I also wasn't lovingly touched with any regularity either. Neglect. I remember. Yeah. And, neglect, Keith, neglect is as potent as abuse for a child. Wow. Wow. Yes. And and you know you know when you say that and you, when you said you could feel your mother taking love from you when you were get hugs. I can remember doing that when one of my sons when he was younger. His name yeah. means healer, and I mean that boy when he would hug me, he would heal me. And I and I never I can remember needing a hug from him more than I needed to get more than I wanted to give him one. Mm. And um, yeah, and quite frankly, I carried on that unhealthy tradition as a parent that I, yes. I received. So, you know, I don't lovingly embrace my kids who are now adults. And my wife challenged me for years about only showing her a, a quote unquote affection with what was yes. the goal of trying to have sex. So mm-hmm. how can you help someone like me and other men, especially, but women as well right. who are listening right now? Yes. Um, to begin the steps of climbing our way out of that hole of a habit, what what's, right. what what are some steps we can take to at least sure. create healthy touch in our in our relationships? Great. Well, I first of all, I have to say I'm honored because I I read your fantastic book Side Chicology, and I was amazed to see on page 47 you quoted me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to get to that quote. I want you to I want you to teach you on that quote in a moment. I want to get to well, that. Well, let's. Well, so you you said what is practical suggestions, and then I wanted to allude to that quote because, as I told you, men are. Sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone, but basically most men, not all men, but most men are dickheads. (laughs) And the reason is we learn to shut down on the playground of life because we get teased and mocked or criticized when boys show feelings. So we shut down from our genital area to our neck, which is where we experience our emotions. And so we go directly, guys, from the dick to the head. So, and, and so sex therapists say ridiculously that it's normal for men to think about sex so many times a minute or an hour. It is not normal, nor is it natural. It's because men have shut down. So women, how to help your guy? First thing you do is you take his hands. Like you were saying about Vicky, please be affectionate with the kids. So what she can what you can do, women with your men, hold his hands or put your hands gently on his cheeks, whichever. You can even put your hands on his shoulders. So hold his hands, put your hands on his shoulders, or hold his cheeks gently. Look in his eyes. He'll want to look away, keep pulling him back to you, and say, Honey, how do you feel? And it's like you're digging for oil. What? I feel fine. Yeah, like fine is like the Christian F word. Sorry. <laughs> so keep holding him, touching him. Honey, how do you feel? How do you feel? And he's going to have to go deeper. This is very, you know, new territory for your man. Until he can say what he's feeling. And then women, you can say, okay, sweetie, where do you feel that in your body? Where do you feel the discomfort? Let him help bring him back into his body. That's the beginning. 
And then in the book, I show different exercises that you can do for healthy touch. You can put, and, and there's a lot of pictures, beautiful pictures. You can go up to him and put your arms around him when, you know, from, you're, you're standing against his back and you put your arms around him. Now, if he's been physically or sexually abused, you've got to talk to him about it first. And men do this first with your wives before you just come up from behind and put your arms around her, which is a beautiful act of love and intimacy and gentle caring. But if somebody's been physically or sexually abused, that may shock the heck out of them. So you've got to communicate first. So that's one way you put your arms around. You can do this in the kitchen when she's doing the dishes or when he's doing the dishes, she can do it for him. And hug, do a one minute hug. Now, another exercise, and then I'll stop because there's so many, is to do naked holding for husbands and wives in bed. So men will get aroused and Wives, what goes up will come down. It's just blood in a shaft. <laughs> so you're not to have sex during those naked holding times. Those are express times for learning intimacy. And mess, most men don't know how to have intimacy without making it sexual. So it's a retraining of the mind and the body. So five minutes naked holding few times a week. Well, you know, I would say succeed small rather than fail big. So do the naked holding once a week. And you don't have sex afterwards. And he may be frustrated and let him be frustrated. He doesn't need to, sorry, he doesn't need to whack off or anything. He needs to learn the art of being intimate. I mean, if you fall asleep naked in each other's arms, that's a beautiful thing. So, Keith, those are a few exercises how to reorientate men back into their bodies so that they can feel and learn healthy intimacy without having to sexualize it all the time. Well, see, now y'all see why this man is so important in my life. Um, I love, I just love and appreciate your candor and your 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 just your frank truth about this very uncomfortable situation and. And uh, now I know what to tell my wife if we try that and and, and yeah. she feels something. She says, what's that? I'll just say, that's just blood in the shaft. Blood in ah. the shaft. What goes up will come down. <laughs> so, 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 you know, I can relate to all of this because I was so estranged from my soul, Richard, that I often say I needed a passport just to get to know myself. Uh. Uh, 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 yeah, I had to do yeah, a good. lot of work. And, and one of the things, you know, I had two therapists, I had you and I had a marriage counselor and I had another person doing personal work with me. And one of the places that I was sent to a place where they do Rosen body treatment therapy. Yes. Where yes. This person doesn't do massage where they feel tension and pain. They ask you what that is. And yes. I didn't realize that all of our emotional pain is in our body somewhere. Yes. Like, there's yeah, like this person, like up in my upper right shoulder, my neck where I, I get tight. There's certain, there are people who are there or there's my church is in a part of my body, right. my family. Right. And it's, it's very deep to get in touch right. with your soul again is so yeah. profound and liberating and, um, and healthy. And like, right. And like you said, we somaticize 
those emotional issues. So they are locked in the musculature of the body in different locations. And the body, like you experience personally, it, it will tell you its truth. And then when you release it, oh, right? It's an amazing sense of freedom. Yeah. And a lot of times we go to massage therapy hoping they'll press it out, like press out their mouth, yeah. right? And yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that's good physiologically. It doesn't right. get to the root of the psychological uh, issues exactly. that, that created the knot. And it may not just be just stress. It could be emotional pain. And yes. um, so listen, y'all, you know you have to get this book. I mean, Rich, as Richard told you, well, first of all, before I go any deeper, where can they get the book? How about that? Where, where's, what's the best place to go get the book? So our website is Time, Touch, and Talk. It's spelled out all time, touch, A-N-D, talk.com or healingheterosexuality.com. So the title is Healing Heterosexuality, Time, Touch, and Talk, or Triple T. It's available on Amazon as a paperback, Kindle or audiobook, and it's also available on barnesandnoble.com. So that's where you can get it. You can check out our website, or you can go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, yeah. or you can go to uh, the trunk of Keith's car, and I'll give him some <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna have a mobile mobile book book. Yeah, car, you and right? I, you and I, let's do a let's do a um, what is it? Uh, Winnebago tour around the country. We're both good hustlers. Yeah. <laughs> We're in our books, and and for people who who have a you know, let me let me just say this: if you if you're listening, you've written a book. There, I'm going to do a quick lesson. So there 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 are three jobs associated with with book writing. First of all, hmm. is 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 what Honoree uh, Quarter, I think her name is, says. You, you got to get your butt in the chair. So you got to sit down and write the book. You outline yes. just if it starts with the first letter of the first word. Writing right. the book. Is, is phase one of the job. Then phase two is rewriting it and editing it, it, editing it and making sure it's clean and it flows right and it's harmonious. And and then even in that second phase, getting it edited and and the design layout and the cover design layout. And, and, and let me just interject on the editing phase, get other people to put eyes on your book because we're too close to it. Absolutely. So... I had 10 people, amazing people, help me with the editing of Healing Heterosexuality, needing feminine viewpoint, masculine viewpoint, people who knew about psychology, people who had no idea. So always get many eyes on your book to edit it so that they can help you, f you know, uh, uh, what's the word, like sh shape it. Right and sand it down so that it's relatable to everyone. Sorry. No, Keith. that's fine. I mean, we're just talking about yeah. phase two. You write, we write it, you get it all out right. on paper. Then you go through this, 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 this review, yeah, process. This review process that could be extensive. And, and no, the more important God. the book is, the more important, the extensive, the more extensive the review process. Then even after you get it, sh they ship a beautiful copy of it to your house. And it shows right. up on Amazon or whatever. Then the third job is you got to sell it. You got to, nobody's good. You Listen, I didn't write any book just to say, just to be cute and put it on my shelf. There's information yeah, in right. the book that can change somebody's life. That could save somebody's life. 
So yes. Yes. we have to talk about it. We have to go on podcasts. We have to go on little shows like we got to, you know, of course we're going on Rachel Maddow, but we got to still go on the little, <laughs> little ghetto shows like the Key Battle podcast to let people know, right, that information is available. So, so that's why we do it, because we're working to get information out in print that can help people and audible. So that's another job recording the book. So thank you for doing that. I know we're running, running out of time. So let me get to this next question. Yes. Sexual abuse. Somebody's yes. listening has been sexually abused, sexually abused. Are there steps that you could recommend? What do they need to do to heal? Maybe they've suppressed it. Maybe they, maybe they've turned into an abuser. I don't know. Maybe they've been, been sexually, well, you know, active because of it. What, what are some things somebody who's been sexually abused can do to help heal from? Well, statistically, thanks. One out of every three to four women, and the, there's underreporting for guys. It's like one out of every five to six guys. But it's underreported because guys think, well, I should like sex, so I'm not going to tell anybody that I was abused. So the amount, like you just figure in your church, you know, like what's that, a third of the women? You know, a third or a quarter of the women. And maybe a fifth of the men have been sexually abused. So the, the numbers are staggering. And you were saying that, you know, about perpetrators, every perpetrator was sexually abused. And he or she is just acting out what happened to them. Now, I could go a lot deeper into it, but because of time, I won't. Face, trace, and erase. We have to face what happened to us. It's very scary, and we cannot do it alone. We are relational people. Every wound happened in a relationship. So we can't heal alone. We need other people. I don't care whether it's abuse or whatever issue. And as I was saying with Keith, to a child, neglect, not getting the love and the affection is as potent and powerful and painful as being sexually or physically abused. So you need to find someone who is experienced either a professional therapist or counselor, or you go to a group, check online, Survivors of Sexual Abuse Anonymous. Find people who have been there and come out of the tunnel, who can journey with you and help you face it. Because it will not disappear whether you believe in God or not. God, you know, there's the first we get salvation. Then there's the process of sanctification, and that's an ongoing process for all of us. So find someone who's experienced in this, who can travel and journey with you. I wouldn't be here today speaking to you, Keith, if I hadn't spent all that time working through healing my sexual abuse. And now, you know, healthy touch is my greatest passion. I used to be so scared of touching or hugging people because I would get an erection and because they were thinking, thought maybe I'm coming on to them. And I've done it all, Keith, homosexual, heterosexual, everything in between. I've been a prostitute. I've done it all. I've lived so many lives. Mm -hmm. And now I'm the greatest advocate of healthy touch because I work through the abuse and the neglect. So if you've been abused, don't stay alone. Don't cry in your pillow alone at night. It won't take it away. God could, but he won't because he needs you to heal with other people. So read Healing Heterosexuality, Time, Touch, and Talk 
Again, the website, timetouchandtalk.com, and there will be the beginning. You can read about exercises to help you heal, and then you find others to be with you on the journey. And there is light at the end of the tunnel. My life is a tale, and the thousands and thousands of those I've helped around the world shows that change is always possible. Wow. Thank you so much. I like, And I like that phrase. Uh, face, trace, and erase. That's great yes. stuff. Listen, yes. um, Richard, are you anywhere? Are you on social media anywhere? Is there some people? I have. Uh, uh, I'm going to begin uh, in 2020, Keith, all the social media stuff that you do. Just right now, I have a Facebook page. It's Richard Cohen. You have to look uh, for the organization, which is Positive Approaches to Healthy Sexuality. Or We have another website, Path Info. P-A-T-H, like walking down the path, pathinfo.org. And so you can check out my Facebook page, and it's easy to find if you write PATH, P-A-T-H, I'm the executive director, or Positive Approaches to Healthy Sexuality. From 2020, Keith, I'll have it all just like you. I'm going to follow in your footsteps with Instagram and Twitter and have things on, you know, all the different uh, sites. But uh, websites right now on the Facebook page. Well, I, I tell you what, I'm 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 excited because I'm sure there's somebody listening that wants to reach out to you for a consultation or to have you speak or something. And is that sure. the best way? What's the best way of trying to contact you and your organization? Is there uh, the best way is to go to the website. You can go to pathinfo pathinfo.org. And you can email me. My email address is R and then last name Cohen. R Cohen at pathinfo.org is the email address. And then uh, I, I'm happy to do, you know, speaking at churches. I speak at therapeutic organizations. I'll uh, share anywhere this ha- happy news that time, touch, and talk is here to help heal humanity awesome awesome so so i'm gonna i'm gonna rapid fire because i want to get through these other questions so i'm gonna rapid fire them so you you give the kind of the elevator helicopter answer on these and if if you can't go into detail they're gonna have to just get the book to get the details so sticking with the importance of healthy touch right yes we're going to talk about time and talk as well really quickly but Uh healthy touch so we know that the absence of healthy touch, what the consequences are leading to all of, you know, kind of this acting out, right? So what are some of Correct. the benefits that you've discovered through your experience and research of, of a person who receives lots of healthy touch? What are some of the benefits? We live in a high tech world. We're all on our phones. We're on our tablets. We're on our computers. With increased technology, we need more touch than ever before. It's funny because these devices are seemingly connecting us, but yet we're disconnected physiologically. So, Keith, we need at least 10 hugs a day to keep the doctor away. Wow. So get lots of healthy hugs. Give them and receive them. Start with your inner circle and then branch it out. 
like every church I've been in, they know I'm the hugger. So I'm going to teach everybody to hug because healthy hugs heal. So that's one simple thing that we can all do in our lives, Keith, is increase the amount of hugs you're giving and receiving. And when you hug, imagine that your top of your that the top of your head is open. The love of God is coming down through you to bless the other. And then imagine that God is blessing you through them. So it's a circle of energy and love coming from God to give and receive. So when you hug, you don't have to expand, oh my gosh, this is exhausting. No, be a vessel of God to give and receive at the same time. So that's one simple thing we can do to institute healthy touch in our everyday life. And one of the things, and, and I know you went out for a second there on your audio, but I think we captured the gist of it. But in your book, you talk about how this healthy touch increases our overall sense of well-being. It reduces stress. It promotes happiness. It improves health. It increases work productivity. It creates a bright future. I mean, it's like so many benefits of it. And and I just appreciate you bringing our world and our country into an awareness that this is not something that's just cool to do. It's something that we actually need to receive and give in our world. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking, you know, all of these public figures that we have idolized over the years. I mean, one of the greatest painful things, I, I don't want to mention names, at, but people we so admire, movie stars who have fallen from grace and priests or pastors and politicians they're hurting wounded little puppies. It's not to excuse what they've done. It's wrong. And the knee-jerk reaction is the Me Too movement or Time's Up movement. It's a great thing. However, they don't have solutions to this, which is why, you know, God said, get this book done now, Richard, because we have to heal the misuse of touch. And as you said, right, it increases productivity, improves our health. It will benefit every aspect of our lives. So, institute healthy hugs, healthy touch in your life today. And if you want to learn how to do it, get the book. There's a plethora of simple exercises. Awesome, awesome. In the, we, you know, I refer to it as triple T in your in your book. Yeah. So, you also let's talk about the other two T's really quickly. Time and talk. Let's start with time. What is, the, yes. what is the importance of time and healing us? So, so time represents sunlight. It's time for us to get in touch with our heart, to heal the wounds, and to fulfill our needs for One love. One more time. You said time represents what? Represents sunlight. Sunlight. Okay. Touch represents sun. Touch represents water. And talk represents air. A plant cannot live without those three elements, and either can we. One more time, one so, more time, one more time. time. Time is sunlight. That's the sun for uh, all of us. Touch is water. The plant cannot grow without water, and either can we grow without touch. And talk represents air, oxygen. If we don't communicate, in our personal and professional relationships, they die without the oxygen. So 
time, sun, talk, water. I mean, uh, touch, water, and talk is air. Those three elements we need. So, you asked about time. So, time, the sunlight, is time to heal and time to get our love needs met in healthy ways. And if you don't love and respect yourself, nobody else will. Self-hatred works its way outward. Hurting people hurt people. And the converse, if we deal with our issues, and they don't go away just if we believe, we've got to deal with them. And so, in this section, I give skills for proper self-care and doing that individually in the family and community because then healing people heal people. So, that's the time section, Keith. And yeah. you want me to talk yeah, about that? So, uh, so good. So, what, what about talk? What do we need to know about talk as a relationship? So, talk, like I said, is oxygen. It's air. Without communicating. And remember, we've got two ears and one mouth. <laughs> so, we need to listen twice as much as we talk. Most people are blah, 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 blah. But we need to be great listeners. So, in the book, I list really effective listening and sharing skills. Very pragmatic again. This book is like, you know, the culmination of everything I've learned. Then I go into the different personalities we have. And we have a temperament, which is biologic. It's from God. We have character, which are learned behaviors and environmental influences. These two, our temperament and our character, combine to make our personalities. So, it's they can be malleable. And, you know, there's the Myers-Briggs, there's the Enneagram, there's Gary Chapman's Five Love Languages, there's many different paradigms. So, I list those and that, you know, what can we do to reshape our personalities? And then I talk about gender differences, birth order influences, and cultural backgrounds. And then I give really, really, really beautiful exercises that we can do in our churches or places of worship to help women heal and to help men heal and how to break down the walls of differences, whether it be sexual orientations or different ethnic backgrounds or cultural backgrounds, religious backgrounds, how to break those walls down. So, there's a beautiful exercise to to, to use in our places of worship. So, that's the talk section. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Last thing before we go today. One of the huge things that you've done for years, Richard, is called family healing sessions. Right. Whoa. I, I haven't been through one. I know I should, but... I have kept on you, man. I know, I know. But I've heard you describe them. Can you give an yes. overall description of the scope and purpose of the family healing session and its potential yeah. to help a family move towards emotional safety, health, and wholeness? Yes. Thank you for asking. I've been doing these for 24 and a half years. I learned this particular protocol from an amazing psychiatrist at Columbia University, Dr. Martha Welch, and she wrote a book called Holding Time. I, I was in Germany doing a healing seminar for couples, and this guy gave me her book, the guy who organized the thing, and I read it and I said, I've got to meet this woman. So, came back to the States, called her up, found her num number, this is before the internet era, and I went with my wife and three kids, and we had a family session with Martha. It changed 
our family life and the culture of our family. We got out stuff that we had held in, my wife and I, and each child, each one of the kids and I, and we continued this. Like, you know, you bring your car in for an oil lube filter change every thousands of miles. Well, we would do this, our family, every year. We would get together and clean house, so to speak, emotionally and mentally, any issues that were hanging in the air. So I've been doing these with families. Literally, I've been all over the States, Latin America, and Europe doing family healing sessions. I have a family coming after Thanksgiving. They're a Hindu family, and my co-therapist will be uh, uh, one of my, I call him my son. He's, I, he's a psychiatrist from Cairo, Egypt, and he's Muslim, so it's so funny. Here, I'll be facilitating. My co-facilitator will be Muslim, and his family is, is Hindu. How cool is that? The, the, the mother's a Christian. Anyway, the family healing session is about, I call it, like, we wait to the deathbed. Oh, I'm so sorry. Forgive me for that, you know, before you die. Well, come on. Don't waste time. You can, like, get all this stuff out now. It's resolving issues between parents, husbands, and wives, and each child and the parent, and the kids with each other. And for me, Keith, when I do, it's a two-day intensive. When I do these family healing sessions, to me, that's where I experience the greatest power of God to transform lives. It's worth like more than a year or two of therapy. It's so amazing. I just can't say enough about it. It's so beautiful. So I've been doing these, as I said, 24 and a half years, and I've been training. That's why this this psychiatrist is coming uh, from Cairo, because he so much wants to bring this back and do this in the Arab community, which I'm so encouraged about. And I've trained several others uh, around the world to do this. Hilda, you know, is a master at doing family healing sessions. So, if you're interested, go to our website, pathinfo, uh, pathinfo.org, and there's a page on it about the family healing session. Also on timetouchandtalk.com, there's a page about the family healing sessions. I'm so glad you asked about that. Yeah, I'm, 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 and I'm glad you still do them. Um, you know, the, there are people like me out here and others listening. We we got some real, we got some real tricky family situations, some real painful stuff that we've managed through. And, yes. And many, many yes. Are, are operating at a high level of success in spite of it. But um, right. just to know that there's something like that that exists is really cool. Hey, Richard, yes. I could do this. We, we need to do it again in the future, but thanks one million times for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share with our audience today. You're, I believe your investment today will pay dividends for years to come. Thank you. I love you. I admire you. I thank you, Keith, with all my heart. You the man, you the man. And I'm going to keep bugging you till I pass to do the family healing session too. Now that you open the door. <laughs> so, so now you're going to make me stop praying for that 40 year extension. Huh? <laughs> listen y'all hey we gotta go thank, thank all of you for tuning in this week to the key battle podcast and i hope you will share this very helpful content today with others that you know by for just forward them this link 
And it's been a joy to share with all of you today. And I look forward to being back with you next week, right here on the Keith Battle Podcast.